If you've spent any time around kids, you've probably heard, look at me, or watch this. Dad, did you see that? Mom, come on, watch me. Oh, Grandma, you weren't looking. I'm going to do it again. Grandpa, come on. Did you see what I was doing? Maybe it was the cartwheel they've been working on. Maybe it was hitting a baseball. Maybe it's a drawing they made or some other craft. And sometimes it's just something you have no idea why they want to watch you. But kids want to be seen. They want to be noticed for the things they've done. Some new thing they're learning. And sometimes even though they've done it again and again, there's this desire to be watched. And I think it's something that's deep inside of all of us. A desire to be noticed. A desire to be seen. And there's something pure and innocent about a child as they see it. But Jesus talks about this today. And so we're going to consider this idea of when is it appropriate to say, look at me or watch this. And when isn't it? So we've been looking at the words of Jesus from Matthew 5 through 7, the Sermon on the Mount. These words of Jesus as he calls his followers, his disciples, as Tasha explained them. These people who've sought to live out what it looks like to live in his kingdom, to live under him as king, what it means to be blessed, what it means to be shaped and changed. One of the things that Jesus has talked a lot about is what's going on inside of our hearts. Jesus cares about our actions. But he also cares very much about what's going on inside of us. We read the scripture today. We're in Matthew chapter 6. And if you were here a number of weeks ago, you may have heard today and thought, well, that sounds different than what Jesus said a few weeks ago. But I'm going to remind you. So a few weeks back, we looked at Matthew 5, 16, where Jesus says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, here Jesus says, let people see what you're doing. But then we heard this just a few minutes ago. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So the question is, seen or unseen? What are we supposed to do? Jesus says, let your light shine. And then he says, don't do it so other people can see you. And so you may feel a bit of a contradiction, a little bit of a struggle. And so I think as we look at this, we're going to see what Jesus is getting at. And he's looking at this idea of we want to see past or we want to see beyond the actions we're doing, although the actions are important. But we want to see what's going on inside. So chapter 6, verse 1, he says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So he talks about practicing our righteousness. And righteousness is one of those church words. We hear it often and we wonder what it means. And it's not simply right relationship with God and others. It's about the things we're doing because it's something we're practicing. So we might say in some sense, practice your good deeds. Practice your justice. Practice the right way of following God. And so that's what he's getting at. He says, be careful not to practice. He doesn't say, don't practice at all. But what's he get at? He's seeing at our motivation. He's saying, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen, or we might say, in order to be seen. So the question is, why are we doing it? And then he gives three examples of it. Three examples of practices of righteousness, practices of what it looks like to follow Jesus, good things we do, and how they work out. So we're going to take a look at each of those, and we'll notice kind of a similar pattern in them, where he says something like, be careful not to do this, to be seen, but instead do something else. 
And then he talks about the rewards or wrong with it. It's fairly straightforward. And so we're going to look at it quickly. So begins in chapter 2 or verse 2. He says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. And what's he talking about? He's talking about this practice called almsgiving. And so this was a giving above and beyond that the people would do. And so there was their normal offerings they would give on a regular basis that were done to support the temple, support the priests, and support the poor. But then there was an extra offering, kind of like what we do with cake mixes or with our food pantry. I mean, we have general offerings that support things, but then there's that extra above and beyond. And so like many of you do, you may give a regular offering to the church. And you have that regular amount you give, but then sometimes there's an extra need. An extra needs for some food. Or maybe it's just somebody you hear about. And you prepare a meal. You do something else. And this is what Jesus is talking about. This extra bit of giving. Because people were often at that edge of poverty. Where they had no food in their house. And so people would give to the temple this extra bit of food. And it was almost like the food was sitting out there in a community. Or where people could come and they could take this food. And so Jesus says in these words. He says, when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets. I'm not sure he's literally talking like playing a trumpet or blasting a horn. But you can imagine the kind of thing that he's talking about. I mean, what does it look like to announce with trumpets? It's like, hey, look at me. Imagine if you were bringing in your, you went out and you bought 40 boxes of cake mix. And you come in on Sunday morning and walk by and say, oh, excuse me, excuse me. I've got a really big offering of cake mix here. Excuse me, excuse me. Hey. And then you sit down in the pew. Do you see all those cake boxes I put out there? really good, isn't it? I put those out there. Hey, can I show you something? Look at how full that table is. Those are all mine. That's kind of what Jesus is getting at with this idea of announcing it with trumpets. But what they were doing was a normal part of what the Jewish people would do. Care for the poor and the needy was a central part of, if we go back to the Torah, the Old Testament, a way that they cared for the people around them because God consistently has this heart for the poor and the outcast. And so they had various laws that were written in order to care for the poor. So the issue isn't the fact that people were giving. The issue isn't the fact that you brought in 40 boxes of cake mix. The issue is, what's the motivation going on? Is it to be seen by others? And he uses this word hypocrites. And hypocrite has become kind of standard language we use. But in Jesus' day, it meant something very specific. It was, wasn't associated with religious acts or trying to do one thing and be another person. Hypocrites was just simply a word for actor. It was the word described for actor. And so Jesus grew up, and down the road was another town of Sipporah, and there was a large Roman theater there, and the actors there were simply called the hypocrites. And it was a way of acting. And so as Jesus is using this term, we've adopted it, and it's become very much religious language or associated with actions. But when Jesus kind of really begins to coin this term, he says, don't be like those folks where your behavior is out of sync with your heart. And that's what he's getting at. He says, don't be like that instead. Because what happens when we fall into hypocrisy, we begin to deceive ourselves and it's an attempt to deceive others. And notice what Jesus says. He says, he says, if you do that, if you announce your giving with trumpets, then truly, I tell you, if you received your reward in full. What's the reward you get for announcing it with trumpets? 
attention. People notice, right? You got your reward. You wanted attention. You got it. But Jesus offers a different way. He calls it the kingdom way. He says, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So is he telling people to stop giving? He doesn't tell them to stop giving. But it's an issue of don't let, or, you know, it's an issue of our motivation. He doesn't say don't let anyone ever see you. But he says don't be, do it to be seen. And there's a difference. He says don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. And I think what he's getting at there is partly two things. One is this idea of when we do things kind of naturally without thinking. When you're driving, you're, do, you're often doing things and you're not even thinking about what you're doing. And so part of the left hand not knowing what the right hand is doing is kind of the naturally. But it's also about even the idea of not trying to impress yourself. So sometimes we do something good and it's like, I'm so good. Look at that thing I did. I'm impressed. I never thought of myself as a generous person, but that was incredibly generous. And what he's getting at is that same thing. Not know your left hand, what your right hand. In other words, don't try and even impress yourself. Because some, in some sense, like, oh, we do it so other notice. He says, don't even try to impress yourself. Don't even try and do it so that you convince yourself you're so good. And so each one of these ones will kind of follow this same pattern. He says, don't do it to be seen. And if you do it to be seen, you're going to get your reward. And your reward is essentially, you get seen. He says, in other words, there's a different way of doing it. Do it with God as your audience. And so maybe the question we ask ourselves, are we trying to lift ourselves up or are we trying to lift up God? And that's in part the difference if we go back to that earlier verse. He says, let your deeds shine for the others so that what? They may see your good deeds and who? Praise who? Praise your Father in heaven. Whereas here, when Jesus is getting at it, he's, let your, he's, he's talking about people who are kind of letting their light shine so that who will be praised? They will be. And there's something about seeking the approval of others can be intoxicating. I mean, you think of it. I mean, kids, they love it. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with it. But as adults, we can get that. When we do good things and people notice it, it feels good, doesn't it? I mean, it feels good when we do something, when we do something and somebody says, I said, that was a really good. I appreciated that. I really liked the way you did that. Wow, I appreciate it. And there's nothing wrong with being noticed. The question is, are you doing it in order to be noticed? And that's what Jesus is getting at. He's talking about this motivation and being seen and, and how that can draw us in. And so Scott McKnight says it this way. I like his quote. He says, on the one hand, humans have a proclivity to usurp the place of God by sitting in judgment on one another. We do that, don't we? We, we want to play God, and so we seek to judge other people. And this is, he says, which is why humans see the approval of others is important. And he says, on the other hand, we seek the approval of others instead of the pleasure of God in our behaviors because, as it often turns out, they will give us what we want, whereas God will give us what is good and right. And so what McKnight is getting at is this idea of, like, we know that people judge us, and so sometimes we're seeking their approval when really whose approval do we need, do we need to be seeking? God's approval. And so that's what he's getting at. And so there's this desire to do it. And so the question is, 
you know, do we want to be congratulated for how much we give? And so these are questions we might want to ask ourselves. Are we falling into this pattern? Do we want to be congratulated? Do we want to really be noticed for what we give? Or do we use our giving maybe to control things? Maybe you've been a part of a church where there's the person who maybe gives a lot of money or participates a lot, and then when it comes time for a critical decision going on in the church, a discussion going on in the church, say, well, I've been going to this church for 40 years, and that building over there was paid for by me and my family, and I don't think we should. What's going on there? It's a desire to control. And so the question is, are we doing that? And I like the way Dallas Willard, he gets at this when he says, you can name the building after the contributor or their family, or at least put up a plaque with their name upon it, but you can't do that for the maintenance of the building. No one seems to want their name on a mop or a broom. And his point is, I mean, sometimes we even, sometimes in the way we do things by putting names and plaques, it calls attention to people. And again, there's the question of, is there anything wrong with putting a name or a plaque? We have them all over our church, don't we? Memorial people. But the question is, are we doing it to draw attention to ourselves, or draw attention to God? Are we doing those giving and those acts of things to draw attention to ourselves, or to point to God or maybe even honor someone else? And that's what Jesus is getting at. So he takes it from giving to prayer. And so he says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Again, these actors, don't be like an actor who just wants to be seen or noticed he says, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. So do we think Jesus is saying, well, we should never pray out loud in public? Am I a hypocrite every Sunday morning when I stand up to pray? I could be, depending on what's going on inside of me and my motivation for doing it. So in the Jewish tradition, they would pray often three times a day. They would pray in the morning when they got up, and they would pray in the middle of the day around 3 p.m., and then they would pray in the evenings. Well, 3 p.m. was the middle of the day, so you don't know where you would be. And I think Jesus is getting at this picture of certain people who would arrange themselves to be in just the right place during the time of prayer, to maybe find themselves in the middle of the street, because they would, when we pray, our traditional way for most of us for praying is to pray silently, right? We bow our heads, we're quiet, we talk to God. Jewish tradition, and in fact, many other countries around the world, even today still, when people pray, it doesn't matter. They pray out loud. In some traditions, the church will gather together, and they'll, they'll have a time of prayer, and instead of everybody bowing their head and saying prayer in silence, everybody starts praying out loud together. But Jesus is getting at these kind of people who would want to make sure that they were noticed when they were praying. They'd stop, they'd look around, like, oh, there's nobody around here, let me find someplace a little busier. <laughs> and start praying a little bit louder and maybe use just the right language, the right inflection in their voice to get people's attention. You know, he's not saying don't let other people see you praying, but instead asking ourselves, what's going on inside of us? Are we seeking this desire to be seen by others? Because if our desire is to be seen by others, we're going to get the reward. We get seen. And then he says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So Jesus is getting at this way that we seek approval and who we're seeking approval from. And he's saying instead, 
Do your prayers not with the purpose of being noticed, but the purpose of prayer isn't to be noticed. It's to what? Spend time with God. He's saying, do that. And when you do that, you'll get the reward that you desire. Whether you're standing on the street and praying out loud or you're in a closet or wherever it is, if your focus is on God and being seen by Him, then He will see you. But if your focus is on being seen by others, that's the reward you'll get. And so finally, he turns to fasting. And he says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. Again, don't be like one of those actors who plays a part. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. So fasting was, we think of fasting oftentimes as stopping meals for a period of time, for maybe for prayer or for some. In Jesus' day, fasting was usually a response to something. There was a significant event that went on. Maybe it was a time of repentance that people would fast as a response to God. And they would cease their eating. And he's saying, when you do it, don't call attention to it. Oh, man, I'm so hungry. I've been eating for 24 hours because I'm fasting for God. You know, maybe like, you know, you get a little smear, a little dirt on your face, get your face a little droopier. You know, you don't, don't, don't brush your hair in the morning or smooth it down with a washcloth, whatever you do with your hair in the morning. But instead, he says, don't call attention to yourself. And notice what he says again in each one of these. He says, when you fast. He's assuming you're doing it. But he's saying, when you fast, don't do it to call attention to yourself. Instead, he says, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face. And then he goes on, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is seen, who is unseen, sorry. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He's going to get, again, Kind of beating the drummer again, and he's don't call attention to yourself. It's about not calling attention to ourselves. The question is, are we trying to get people by our religious acts? And these are three major ones here of giving and praying and fasting. But we could expand those out. Or Bible study reading, teaching a class, serving the poor, serving at a homeless shelter. Anything we would think of as deeds of righteousness, things that Jesus calls us to do, are we doing them to be noticed by others? Do we call, try and call attention to ourselves? Are we trying to make people notice us? When we do it, do they see the good we're doing and praise God, or do they see the good and only think of us? And he's inviting us not to be hypocrites, not people calling attention to ourselves, seeking to be noticed. And today, we may not stand on the street corners and do it, but we find subtle ways to do it. The Facebook post, oh, day 65 of my Bible reading streak. Now, even that, and this is one of the critical things is, it's never easy to tell when someone's seeking to draw attention to themselves and when they're just simply doing something, right? Somebody gives Maybe they decide to sponsor a child somewhere, and they announce it to others. Maybe they're talking about the child they're sponsoring because they want to share what's going on in the world, and they want somebody else to maybe see the opportunity to join in with that. Or maybe they're doing it just to call attention to themselves. And so we're getting at this idea of the way we can deceive ourselves and how intoxicating it is. 
and the ability, that fact that the more we do this, the more we try and call attention to ourselves, the less we notice we're doing it even sometimes. And what I was just getting at was, sometimes we feel like we're really good at noticing hypocrisy in other people. I mean, that's in part the, the, the trick of hypocrisy, right? We see it in everybody else, but it's so hard to see it in ourselves. And so I think we need to be careful with these words of Jesus of deciding who's being a hypocrite and who's not. Maybe it's that person standing in front of you and they got their hands up and they're praising, praying, or they're, when they're singing and they're all excited, they're getting into it and you're thinking, oh man, what a hypocrite. They just want everybody to notice them. Maybe. Or maybe they're just praising God and that's the way they do it. Maybe somebody who writes a big check. Maybe somebody who brings in a bunch of giving. Maybe somebody who does some good deed. Maybe they're doing it because that's just what God is calling them to do and they're doing it out of the goodness and the call of God in their heart. Maybe they're being a, doing it to be noticed. But most of the time, we don't know that, do we? And so I would suggest as we take these verses that we not use them as an evaluation tool of other people, but maybe more for an evaluation tool for ourselves. And so there's a few questions I found as we kind of finish up our time, maybe questions we might ask ourselves as we consider the things we do. And all of us participate in different ways in the life of the church and in the life of following Jesus, of the, of the good deeds we do. One simple question is to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I think God has called me? Am I doing it because I think this is what God is inviting me to? Am I doing it out of an act of obedience? Or am I doing it because I want to be known as a good person? I know when I was in the army, I had a battalion commander. And I remember talking to him one day, and he talked about going to the chapel service on Sunday mornings. And he admitted out loud to me, he said, well, I go there because it's important that the soldiers, the troops see me there. I mean, he was doing it not even for a religious purpose. He was doing it purely for a military. But it was the same sort of thing. His purpose for being at chapel was not to worship God. But his purpose for going there was so that others could see him there. I've known other people over the years that kind of do that same thing. They want to, they want to sit in the front row or they want to be places. And they, as much as in their own words say it, it's like, I'm, I'm there because people need to see me. And what Jesus is getting at is people don't need to see you, or at least that's not the reason you should be doing it. We do it because what is what God has called us to do. And if people see it and praise God, that's great. And so again, there's a, it's, a, it's a fine line, isn't it? Let your good deeds shine so that people may see them and praise your Father in heaven. Don't do it to be seen by others. And it's really something we have to invite God inside of our heart to help us examine. And this is where we need God's help. Because I know for myself, if I start asking myself the question, why am I doing this? I'm pretty good at deceiving myself. I'm pretty good at fooling myself and thinking, well, I'm, I'm doing it for all the right reasons. But we ask God to come along with us and to search us and to explain to us, say, well, are you though? Are you really doing it for that? And when we're not, God's there to help us and to change our hearts. And when we are doing it, God helps to keep us humble. So we don't get fall into it like, well, I've been doing really good at doing it. And then we, true or 
trick ourselves into it. So we ask ourselves, why am I doing it? The other thing we do, one way to examine ourselves to see if we're falling into the trap that Jesus talks about is to ask ourselves, do I grumble when my actions aren't noticed or congratulated? And I think, man, I did all that work of the church and nobody noticed. All that stuff I've been doing for the last three years, I've been in the nursery every Sunday for the last three years and nobody has noticed what I'm doing. I wrote that big check and nobody said anything. And so we ask ourselves, do I grumble when my actions aren't noticed or congratulated? Because that might point to us and say, why am I doing this? It might get to that heart of saying, I may be doing this to be noticed. Or maybe the flip side of it is, do we become jealous or maybe envious when somebody else gets credit and we don't? Maybe Jake and I go out and we do something together and everybody says, oh, did you hear what Jake did? It's like, yeah, I was there too. But yeah, Jake, he's such a good guy. Now Jake's head's getting really big back there. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but, but I was there. It was my idea. Yeah, I know, but Jake, he's such a good guy. He loves that ice cream. <laughs> that was last week, sorry. <laughs> But this idea of like, do we get jealous? Do we get envious when somebody else gets noticed and we don't? Because if that, we find ourselves in that position, if we find ourselves in that place, we might want to stop and ask ourselves, what's going on inside my heart? Why do I need, have this need to be noticed? Or maybe back to the one I mentioned earlier. Do we get irritated or upset when we don't get our way in spite of all that we've done? In spite of all our participation, if we don't get our way, are we doing it to get noticed? Or maybe it may be something like when we start counting heads, we're participating in a class, we're maybe asked to teach a class or something, so we look around, it's like, well, but there's only two people here. There's only one person. And you say, well, why does that matter? Because we like to be noticed. It's so much fun. It's like, oh, I've got a class with 40 kids in it. I've got a class with 40 people. We had to make two classes because so many people wanted to come hear me teach. Versus, well, there were three there. And so we maybe start counting those heads. And so I think what we might want to do is if we ask those questions and we notice ourselves beginning to seek the attention of others is to begin to practice secrecy. And so this is what we call spiritual discipline. A spiritual discipline is something we can do on our own. But as we do it with our bodies, we open ourselves up to the work of God inside of us. Because if we struggle with hypocrisy, if we struggle with wanting to be seen, if we struggle with the need to be noticed, it's not something we can simply get rid of on our own. Most of the time, we just can't stop and say, even if we go through those questions and we think about ourselves, like, yeah, you know what? I am a bit of a hypocrite. I do like to be noticed, and I do do things to be noticed. Well, I'm going to stop doing that. Usually doesn't work that way. But instead, it's a process of time where we begin to do something that we can do, and then God's Spirit begins to work inside of us. And so something we can begin to do if you feel that at times you're seeking to be noticed, if you feel that these words of Jesus are hitting deep inside of you and you realize there's a lot of times I do stuff because I want to be seen, then what you can do is you begin to practice and do things deliberately to not be seen. You find maybe that person that needs something and you just make sure like, I'm going to go and I'm going to drop off this food to them, but I'm going to make sure they're not home. I'm going to make sure nobody sees me. I'm going to make sure I don't tell anybody what I'm doing. 
And the first time, that may be really hard. You may think, I'm going to do that thing because I, I struggle. I always want to be seen. So you, you pack up a box of food and you take it over to a friend's house and you put it on the porch and you, you sneak away and you drive away. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, I really got to tell somebody about this. Maybe I'll snap a picture of it and put it on Facebook. Maybe I'll Instagram it. Maybe I'll put it in a story because then I'll only be up there for a little while. Nobody, but, but you say, no, don't let anybody know about it. And what happens and what God begins to do is, as we do that over time, as we begin to do those deeds in secret, as we find that little thing, as we send maybe a note to somebody and we don't sign our name on it, Maybe we find a way to give anonymously to something. Instead of writing a check and making sure everybody knows who it is, maybe we get some cash and we put it somewhere and we give it. Whatever it is, you find those ways to do things in secret. And as you begin to do it in secret, hear these words of Jesus again and again where he says, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Because what Jesus is getting at is back to that story of the children. Because when we, as children, or when children do it to us and they're calling, what do they want? They want us to notice. They're not even necessarily looking for the applause, but they say, Daddy, did you see that? Mom, did you see what I did? Mom, Mom, look. They want us to stop and to turn our face and to pay attention to them. And what Jesus is saying is there is no greater reward than to be noticed by God, to receive the look of his face and to receive that love from him. And so Jesus is saying, stop and begin to do things in secret. And then we'll find that incredible reward because we'll have done something that's pleasing to God. And when we've done the thing pleasing to God, we'll experience his goodness and his grace again. And again, not a way to earn God's love, not a way to earn it. God's grace is unmerited and ungiven, but a way of participating in this love of God. So if this is something you think about, if you struggle sometimes with the desire to be noticed, I invite you to hear the words of Jesus and begin to practice and do things in secret. To not do things to be seen by others but instead to do things for God's glory. And then to realize that as we do those things, we may get noticed. People may notice. But when we do them not to call attention to ourselves, but we simply do them out of a desire to please God, out of obedience, out of a desire of love for our neighbors, then God, people will see those and they won't praise us, but instead they'll praise God. And we'll have received our reward because God will be praised. So may we be the people who live those kind of lives, who let our lights shine, not calling attention to ourselves, but calling attention to God and His goodness. Amen.